You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locker Rooms, Locked On Room, changing the way we talk sports. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day, local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. And you can follow us on Twitter at Locked On Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Not of the Scribe. No game today for the Charlotte Hornets. They will play again tomorrow against Oklahoma City. Hopefully, even with the injuries that they have, Malik Monk, LaMelo, Gordon, all of them are going to be out for at least a couple of weeks. In Malik's case, at least a month in Gordon's case, and maybe the entire season in LaMelo's case. So it's going to be tough sledding. We talked about that a lot in the last podcast that we had. We'll see about OKC, who has not been playing all that well this season as they accumulate picks instead of just trying to win right now. Um, the Hornets had, I believe, individual workouts yesterday Probably. is what James Brega was talking about. Yeah, maybe going with through, uh, you know, some team practice today before they take the court against Oklahoma City. But Mitch Kupchak, in the meantime, nada. He spoke with Kyle Bailey about his thoughts on the season, exactly what he thought about LaMelo Ball, the center position, what they might do going forward. You and I both listened to this and I found a decent amount of stuff interesting for Mitch. Yes. I don't think this is one of those interviews where you just brush a whole bunch of things off of your shoulder. I, I, I don't know if it's the most crazy enlightening, right? Like I, I'm always hesitant to be crazy dramatic and say, oh, wow, he just put the magnifying glass on this roster. Now we have so many answers. It does seem like he's giving us a genuine window into what his thought process yes. is. And so... You know, we can talk about some of the first comments and try to break this up throughout the three segments of today's show. First thing you and I both discussed, basically it was one of the first few comments from Mitch Kupchak that he was speaking about. It was the fact that he said, quote, we're ahead of where we thought we would be. Hmm. And that was in response to what they need to do going forward and what and basically what they were trying to do at the trade deadline yep. that there didn't seem to be a move that made sense and he used the word fair and so they got Brad Wanamaker for cash and that was it and the minimal right like yeah. literally the minimum trade just to make it count as an NBA transaction that'll probably never convey so it was all cash that made it worth it for Golden State and I guess getting a little bit of cap room if I'm not mistaken but that was it and they basically stayed home and used the guys that are on their roster because they didn't want to give up assets. You know, Mitch Kupchak is still very much so in the we need to acquire talent on this roster thing. Yep. He did say that they are getting closer to being able to draft positions a little bit more rather than just solely getting all of the talent in the world. And it doesn't matter if they already have talent at that specific position, but he's saying we're not there yet. And and he's, it seems like, you know, he's giving us what his real thought process here is Nada. And, and here's what I come away with most times that Mitch Kupchak does speak about these sorts of things. It does make me comforted that he has the right idea about where this team is. I, I feel like the evaluation of this roster, mm -hmm. it, it, I think mine is kind of on par with what Mitch's is for the most part every time we kind of check in with him over the last couple of years or so. And that's not to make a move that is too aggressive to try to win right now. 
even with Gordon Hayward making me raise an eyebrow when that happened this offseason, you know, it, it seems at least every time he talks that I have a similar evaluation of what this roster is and what the GM should be Look, doing. At this point, Walker, I am glad that you have basically shackled me down and kept me from saying in the first couple of minutes, I told you so. Because I, apparently I didn't. You just no, did. No, 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 but, <laughs> you but, but, took the first. But the thing is, like, <laughs> you were being nice about this. If you've listened to this <laughs> podcast for any stretch of time, what's the, the one consistent thing that I've been saying and you've also been saying? This team was ahead of schedule. They didn't expect to be here. I would throw another clerk's reference in there, but you know what? I'm not going to do that today. <laughs> it's, it's been the clerk season of Lockdown Hornets. It has been. It has been. If we can, if we were to break this podcast up into eras, this would absolutely be the clerk's season of Lockdown Hornets. And it's funny, Nada. He mentioned that they were ahead of schedule, and it's all Lamelo Ball. Yeah. It it it's Lamelo Ball and the Hall of Fame type of numbers that he's putting up. You know, compared to what other Hall of Famers have put up in their first year, the advanced stats, the counting stats, the impact that he's had on winning ever since LaMelo started to get real run and even the more minutes and you could see what he meant to this basketball team. You know, Mitch Kupchak and and everyone with the Hornets, I mean, they certainly didn't expect that he would have this kind of impact and that has that that's been what has allowed them to have a little bit more success. And Mitch, again, Mitch is still telling you, it doesn't mean that we're extremely happy with our record. We're going to try to win as many games as we possibly can. But you and I were talking about this game planning before we started recording. It's still about next season. Yeah. Nada, and I like yeah, that. No. I like those words. Yeah, from no, him. that's the thing. Like this is where like we got kind of upset about, or at least I did partially about not making a move for a big, but then, like I like I slowly forgot that this wasn't about this season, and I will be the first to admit that I got caught up in this in competing this year. But if that building consistently now has said twice, once at the beginning of the season, once in the middle of the season, or past the trade deadline of this, that it's not about this year, maybe we as fans need to take a take a little bit of a step back and say, okay. LaMelo's hurt, cool. Gordon's hurt, cool. Um, Malik's hurt, cool. It's not necessarily about this year. We're here to compete and to figure out what the what the foundation of this Hornets roster is right now. And judging from this interview, and we'll talk about it a little bit later, I think we have an idea of at least the core of what this team should be for the next three to four years. Yeah, I do too, especially at one position in particular. We'll get to that next in the second segment of Locked on Hornets. But first, I want to talk to you guys about how this episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or your favorite sport. Locker Room is the uh, perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You can even find Locked on hosts across the NBA, the MLB, and the NHL a part of that app. I'll be joining the app 
soon, so be sure to get started, and I'll meet you there. Go download the free Locker Room app right now, currently available on all the iOS devices, and you can be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NFL, MLB, or, of course, the NBA group for the latest league updates. I know you will find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. I can't wait to join you all on the app. I'll be sure to let you know once the Locked On Hornets room is live, you can download the Locker Room app today. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. Does it seem like we have a few positions set in stone for the future? Mitch Kupchak had some comments about what might make us believe that. We'll talk about that next on the Locked On Hornets podcast. This is Locked On Hornets. You have gone to that in an after-school special show, <laughs> and you've gone to that in a shoe show with David Walker, the OG. I, you have gone back to the clerk's well for so many different references. It's quite impressive. Because clerk, here's the thing, though. Clerks, clerks 1 and Clerks 2 tell you everything you need to know about the service industry and, for the most part, about life. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today pod. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. You can follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Also want to talk to you guys about rockauto.com as we frequently do, because one reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other important things like the mortgage or food, pretty important stuff in your life. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50% or even hundred percent more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. They got a lot of stuff, whether it's for your classic or your daily drive. You can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or your truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. They have an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Do the Hornets have all the parts their core is going to need? Well, Mitch Kupchak was speaking again with Kyle Bailey, and Kyle asked the question, not a if Mitch Kupchak uh, felt comfortable and or was he going to try to build this team essentially around LaMelo? Like, that's kind of what the question was. Are you looking for pieces out there that are going to complement LaMelo? And all Mitch wanted to do was discuss the kind of year that Terry was having. Could not have showered Terry Rogier in more praise. And then afterwards... He discussed Gordon Hayward, and we'll get to how that free agent process went along again. He kind of reiterated how they ended up signing Gordon. But he said, we're kind of set at those positions. That's what he said. That's not even me trying to, you know, dig deep into we're what... Not, we're not intimating here. We're not saying... Again, we're not saying... We're not, like, paraphrasing what he said. No, this is a direct quote. He said, we are kind of set at these positions, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, and so you know, what, what makes this interesting is it, it, it's one guy in particular because, of course, you're set with LaMelo, duh. 100% uh, duh, okay? LaMelo was awesome. Gordon Hayward has three or uh, three more years left on his deal after this one. So, yeah, it's not groundbreaking that those two guys would be set. And I guess it's not groundbreaking that you would say you're set with Terry Rozier, but... The fact that Mitch Kupchak is praising him so much, the fact that he thinks that he has been a really good compliment to LaMelo, and of course he's going to give him a lot of, you know, a lot of credit because Terry has had a really good season. It's been a career year. It just seems like those words to me, 
those three positions are pretty set. Now, the Hornets are going to pay this guy, and I I, I don't know if another team is going to come in with just a ridiculous offer. Of course, things can change because we're a year and a half out of Terry hitting free agency. But, man, there's no way that Mitch Kupchak was trying to get ahead of the game by looking to trade him at the deadline so they can get whatever his max value was in return. Like, that just never entered his thought, in my opinion. And Mitch Kupchak is going to keep Terry if he has anything close to the season he did this year coming up next season. Yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, at this point, I am... like. I don't. Ex- I don't. I expect Terry Rozier to spend most of his prime years as a Charlotte Hornet at this point because you don't shower somebody with the praise that you do, or, or that that Mitch did without having at least a plan to keep this guy locked up. Now, granted, is it going to get fairly expensive? Probably. Like Terry Rozier is about to s- secure the bag in a massive way if we're really, really honest at this point. And at this like. The thing is, you can't say like that is a deal that Mitch made, and I get I get some of the pride because I was on this podcast saying I hated this deal. No one really really loved the Terry Rozier deal like Mitch loved it, and clearly Mitch saw something that the rest of us did not. Now, granted, it took James Borrego to put him to the two guard to really unlock it, but at the same time, Mitch is kind of showing, and if. This is a reputation that people can get, that the Charlotte franchise can get, which is something that they had before with Cliff. But if JB can figure out where you're really supposed to be and get you paid in a way, that's not necessarily the worst thing in the world. So if he's going to, like, rebound, that the thing is, like, Terry was a guy that we weren't sure about at all and got paid more than people were really comfortable with. And now you can legitimately call again think of him as a near max guy like that's something that James Brago and the staff cultivated out of him and it's kind of awesome to see well and and when you try to make sense of what head coaches or general managers say about their players and of course they're not going to trash him and I look at these things from a highly cynical point of view as well right like what else is Mitch going to say it's a deserved question if that's what you're doing right now listening to this podcast rolling your eyes and saying okay Walker not a geez what else is he going to say about Terry okay fine like I totally get that and I totally get that kind of response but it's one thing when you go out of your way to bring him up and, and and with the fervor that Mitch Kupchak did, if he was asked about Terry, then, you know, he could say all that stuff. It's just like he was like, Lamello, you know, let, let's talk about Terry. Like he doesn't give enough. He doesn't get enough credit. All the guys that go up against him in the NBA, they give Terry a lot of credit and he's been the consummate professional and he talked about how he constantly is showing up on time. He's been a huge leader in that locker room. It's something that they value. Terry's not going anywhere, man. I mean, I'll say this, like contracts can turn from good to bad on a dime in the NBA. Mm -hmm. It happens so, so quickly. It's happened here. It's it, happened to you with two guys yeah. specifically, MKG and Cody Zeller. Like, so those two co- contracts became cost prohibitive. Yeah. So, so next year, it, it could take, you know, nothing for Terry Rogier to be on a contract that's not viewed as nearly as good as it is right now or even as decent. So, you know, yeah, bad things can happen. Things can happen constantly. But if he plays close to what he's doing right now next season, 
Terry Rozier's not going anywhere. And I guess my point being, like, I've had the hesitation to throw the bag at Terry to the tune of what I always kind of go with, like $25 million or something like that. I don't think Mitch Kupchak is going to have a huge problem throwing that much money. It was funny to hear him say when Kyle was like, yeah, you know, Terry looks to be getting a big deal. You know, wh- what do you make of that? And he's like, well, he's not a big deal now. So, you know, okay. <laughs> that was funny from Mitch to kind of point that out. But he did also mention he's going to get a bigger deal once his time on this contract is up. And I just think the Charlotte Hornets, Mitch Kupchak company, they're going to allow Terry to continue to be on this roster even after um, this deal is done. Let's take a quick break. We'll come back and talk about some more of the comments from one Mitch Kupchak coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I said, oh, oh, hell yeah. Just giving that confirmation of how awesome this is going to be. You tweeted at me. You're going to be singing the chorus to Billie Jean if you ain't careful. <laughs> and Again, I point to the lie. Yes, I. You're, well, yeah, you're right. This goes back to our first conversation. There's a yes, lot of babies does. being exactly. had out there. Goodness gracious. <laughs> unexpected exactly. ones. Point ones to that the lie. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Get more analysis on the top prospects available in this year's NBA draft with the Locked On NBA Draft podcast. Scouting reports, draft rumors, mock drafts, and full coverage of March Madness four days a week from credentialed draft experts. You can subscribe today and follow Locked On NBA Draft. And speaking of some of the NBA draft prospects, we saw Jalen Suggs. He did pretty well in the Final Four despite what was a beatdown last night against Baylor. How surprised were you to see Gonzaga? It was Coconut Brownie Chunk falling down there, Nada. That's the thing. Like that's the only thing I feel (laughs) bad about is that we compared Gonzaga to Coconut Brownie Chunk, and clearly it was the wrong team to compare it to. We should have compared them to Baylor because that way we'd have been accurate, or at least I would have been accurate. Because now I look like a (laughs) jackass thanks to some eighteen to twenty-two year old kids. Thanks a lot, Gonzaga. (laughs) Man, Baylor was awesome last night. They were unbelievable, and and Jim Nance kind of brought it up on the call last night too. You have to wonder how much that three week, you know, uh, hiatus because of COVID hurt them and potentially their run for an undefeated season, because there's no doubt who the better team was last night. I mean, it was all Baylor defensively, offensively. Gonzaga looked lost defensively. They weren't recovering at all. And Davion Mitchell looks like a baller. Uh, that guy was awesome to see everybody kind of play their role extremely well. I I loved what you saw from Baylor. Of course you did. They won the championship and they did so in convincing fashion. So if you want to hear about some more of those guys, again, make sure you go check out locked on NBA draft podcast, and also make sure you check out bet online. AG it's the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA and the NHL are on are in full swing. You're still going to have to wait now for some college basketball after last night's championship championship uh bet online still has you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts promo code locked on now let's go back to the core that it seems like could be in place for the hornets going forward with terry gordon and lamello mitch kupchak also talked about how it's really important that the four spots develop in PJ Washington and Miles Bridges. What did you make of that comment that they're still going to focus on development? Mm-hmm. Mitch Kupchak said that, and then he specifically mentioned the four spots having to continue to grow. And they are con- they are evaluating the four position. One of those guys will not be there in the next 
18 months. That's, I, I think, if we've learned anything else, that they are evaluating positions. They're starting to evaluate positions. So it's going to be a question of, are we going to keep Miles Bridges or are we going to keep P.J. Washington? Because I think they both, I think that front office realizes, and I think that building realizes, you can't keep both, you can't extend both at this point, especially not as a small market franchise. So they're going to sell high on somebody, and I don't know who it is at this point. You would think with the way P.J. started off, it might be P.J., but the way his second year has gone, I'm not sure anymore. And I think that's probably one of the biggest things is, like, I don't see, like, before this year, and I'll ask you this, Walker. Before this year, would you have thought, okay, if they're choosing between Miles and P.J., this would be P.J. in a runaway, right? Yeah, 100%. I don't see it that way anymore. And Do you see it that way? Yeah, I, I don't see it as a runaway anymore. I'm still leaning towards PJ, but you're right. I was 100% sure they saw it that way. I think most people were last year, but it's certainly not a runaway anymore because of the inconsistency from PJ, but not a, you know what I, you know how I feel about him. I, I think that he still has a higher ceiling. I think that this is a guy that could come back next year and give you more consistent flashes like he's shown us the first two seasons and and even last year even if he did hit maybe a, a rookie wall or two pj was still largely very good in his rookie season and absolutely should have been one of the top five rookies i don't, I, it, I don't it was, disagree but like this season throws at least a little bit of doubt this season has thrown a little bit of doubt now granted this is a weird season and i think because it's a covid season you cannot glean 100% into everything. My, maybe because maybe PJ thrives off, thrives off of a crowd more than we think he does or something along the lines of that. Or just COVID cut his development his development curve in half because generally you see the biggest improvement from a in the first year to the second year and PJ didn't have that development time. So there are a lot of, like, again, that question of who stays, who goes, because this is a, truly a Highlander. There can only be one of these guys on this roster. The other one is going to go somewhere. Like, that's, that's, that's very real at this point. Well, yeah, oh, it's, it's a real possibility, but I will say I, I don't necessarily 100% agree with you that one of these guys has to go. I think Miles Bridges has kind of embraced a role coming off of the bench. I think when we've talked about a less is more type thing with Miles, I think that includes him coming off of the bench and being a rock solid guy that you can watch go onto the court and really depend on. And because in my opinion, still his ceiling is not as high as what PJ's is in this league. I think both of these guys can coexist and because defensively miles and PJ have that rim protecting type of, of ability, even at their lack of size or lack of height to be a little bit more specific. I think these guys can still be on the team going forward. The biggest question for me, Nada, is how much you're going to have to give out contractually to both of these Fair. players. You know, is Miles Bridges someone that another team thinks, you know, a little bit more highly of or is just willing to throw the bag at a little bit more than Mitch Kupchak and that's the only reason that you keep him. I don't think it's because of scheme. I don't think it's because PJ and Miles can't coexist anymore. Like I, I used to. I used to think that was a pressing question. I think this year we've seen these guys coexist a little better and PJ coming off of the bench. I, I've loved what we've gotten from Miles this season I, and I, I'm happy at the turnaround he's had. I think both of these guys can still be on the roster. See that's the thing like 
I do think they can be still be on the roster, but it goes back to what you just said, the money issue. Because bench mm-hmm. money at this point and starter money are probably two different like leagues uh, at this point. If Miles accepts a bench role and says, I'm going to be a super sub on a really good team, you're looking at probably 10 to 12 million tops. Whereas if he's a starter, starter money is going anywhere from 15 to 20 now. You're asking a dude to take literally a $20 million, $20, $30, $40 million hit over the span of his over the span of his first extension. That's a lot of money to leave on the table for and, and that's why I don't that's why I think and I should have communicated this better, but that's why I kind of feel like this is a, a there can be only one situation and to enjoy this team because there are a lot of functional roster decisions that they're going to have to start making this summer to basically be ready for those expectations that Ma- that Mitch said early in that interview because they again there were no real expectations for this year. The only people that had expectations for playoffs potentially were the fans this year. Period. Um. The other thing about PJ for me and the difference of Miles and him, you know, not a. I, I think PJ consistent offense from PJ is a pretty big damn key to the lock and where this team can yes. go. I mean, if if you get PJ playing better offensively, just hitting more shots essentially and taking care of the basketball a little bit more because his turnover percentage is up. I, I I think PJ is a guy that can, can really help this team quite a bit. And I think that's why I think Mitch Kupchak knows it. There's a reason he said, it's really important that the four spots develop. You know, he used that kind of emphasis. And I, I even look a little bit more at PJ than I do miles in that regard. Um, one other thing I want to mention before we end today's show, it's when he brought up Gordon Hayward's acquisition, how they didn't expect him to be available and how they were surprised about it. He also said this, not a, now that it happened once right now that a small market got the kind of guy of his caliber, maybe it happens again. That's the only thing I thought, man, I just hope he's not banking on that. It's fine if you want to keep your options open. And this is all under the umbrella of when they were talking about salary cap space. So, okay. But I just hope that they're not saying, look at all of the attractive pieces we have in Charlotte. Maybe we're able to get another free agent. He said, maybe someone else comes aboard. Um, I, I, I don't think that he's completely planning on that. I don't think he, you know, he's got all of that in that basket, but you know, I did think that was interesting. Well, what do you think are the, the, the chances are that Gordon LaMelo Terry, that's attractive enough for another guy, even close to Gordon's caliber decides to play here in Charlotte in the free agent market. See, that's the thing. I don't think it's a free agent. I don't think he's talking about a free agency pickup. I don't, I think it's going to be, I think that was more of a Suge Knight sort a source awards 95 type move. Like you tired of the guards <laughs> taking all your shots you tired of losing? You want to be on a functional winning program? Come to the Charlotte Hornets. Well, you, well, you just mean like a guy accepting a trade yep. to the Hornets? Is That's that what you're what saying? I'm saying? And I'm saying becoming an attractive trade destination, potentially for a center in, in Minnesota. Center that's not so happy about. Oh man! Center that's not necessarily so happy about. I, I don't know collecting stats and collecting L's at the same time. I, I again, I'm not saying that this is an official clarion call to one Carl Anthony Towns, but I'm not not saying that either. <laughs> 
Man, yeah. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns, when you talk about going after big fish, just offensively, this team would be nuts. Uh, you're talking about Carl, a cat, LaMelo, pick and pop, pick and roll. Good God almighty. Now, that mean that would be pretty insane to see uh, Carl this Anthony Towns here with I'm the city of Charlotte. This is the one time I'm allowing myself to dream, Walker. And then yeah, that's not, okay. Be back you can. You can you can dream all you want to. And, you know, Mitch Kupchak, he didn't mention uh, Vernon Carrier, Nick Richards, when he was asked about the center position. He said he was happy with Biz and Cody, but it depends on where we add talent. So if they go after a five position, then maybe one of those guys are left going to a different team. Mitch Kupchak said also something like, you know, those guys are going to be in the league as long as they want to be. I mean, you talk about kind of going through the BS and some of that stuff. That was the biggest comment for me. That was him kind of in a corner saying, yeah, these guys are all right. Like there's just, you know, biz had been good. The the minutes for biz dwindling down the season have kind of even indicated that they know that as well. So uh, that was the one that was the one for me where I didn't really no, no, buy that, that was like literally we all know the center spots getting upgraded in some way form or fashion th- this offseason we know that and maybe it's with a center I don't know but like at this point we know that's the one place they're going to upgrade we know that they're thinking about positions we know that they're thinking about well at least they yeah. want to right yeah if, if the talent is adequate enough there then maybe that's where the whole we can start to look at positions a little bit more, even though we're still trying to acquire talent above all else. All right, that wraps up this edition of Locked on Hornets. Thanks again to Locker Room and their app for supporting the show. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on uh, Locked on NBA. Hollinger and Duncan, again, really any show on the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back to preview the game tomorrow against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm.